Ah, today it's time to explore healing through pleasure. Now that I've got your attention, welcome back to another episode of Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and show creator, producer Mario Rosales, and I really appreciate the time that you spend with us during these podcasts and hope that you get at least half as much out of it as we do because we have some fabulous guests and conversations. If you do find it rewarding, let us know at journeyofpossibilities.com and we always welcome financial support as well. journeyofpossibilities.com slash support. That helps keep all of these shows, almost 300 of them now, free for you to listen to anytime you'd like. And now we're also video casting. So if you'd like to catch the conversation in video format, go to youtube.com slash Cheryl Sitz. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe. Joining us today is Julia Paulette Hollenbury. Mario, you're always updating the astral fractal formula in the coolest ways. Can you tell us about what we can gain from that and how we can use it? The astral fractal is your birth date and name in a fractal format based on a formula that I created. And that creates the fractal, what I consider to be the soul footprint of your of, of your soul based on all that information. You can use it for meditation and kind of look at it and just ponder some of your things you're going through. Or sometimes if you just need to go deeper, look at some sections of the fractal, the astral fractal that I create for you. And just what is that point in life? Because it, the astral fractal is a representation of your entire life. And when you look at them, if you go to astrofractal.com and look at them, you can see there's like little ups and downs on the edges and that kind of stuff. And I can even do readings for you there, but you definitely can read it yourself. It's just a matter of just looking at it, concentrating, meditating, or even, you know, just print it out and make it into a big format. Or you can also buy the frame one that I have there and use it somewhere where you can just be in silence, even put a black light on it. Who knows? It might look really cool under a black light. And there's so many possibilities about it. And it's you. So it's like looking in the mirror. And seeing the beauty of even the most complex and sometimes difficult parts of our lives. It's all there. That's the beauty of it. It has so much depth in it that I can almost see every part of our being, you could say. I can see, I might not know the specifics, but I can see in the fractals where there is something going on in this time or something going on around this time. Uh, and it's really fun for me to see these astral fractals because everybody is different. There's not one that's alike. And then out of that, you also get a little certificate with your own unique number that you get out of it. And that number, nobody has that. Astrofractals.com. Julia is a body worker, therapist, mystic healer, and facilitator. For over 25 years, she's been guiding clients into deep confidence and self-authority. It just sounds delicious, doesn't it? Passionate about sharing her lifelong love of the mystery, real sensual relationships, and the life of the body. Today, she'll be sharing wisdom from her latest book, The Healing Power of Pleasure. I'm holding it up here for you on video, and it's as delicious as it looks. I'll also post a link so that you can purchase a copy uh, in the description of the podcast. And a small gratuity comes back to us for that to help keep the show going. So thank you for that. And let's see, Julia, you can find her online at universeofdeliciousness.com. She joins us now from where she lives and works in London. Welcome, Julia. Hello, hello. 
So delighted that you took the time to be with us today. I know it's a crazy world we're living in these days and time is not something everybody has a lot of, or sometimes we have more of them we know what to do with and sometimes we can't find any. So thank you very much. My pleasure. Let's see. Let's just start with pleasure as a pathway to healing. Wow. What a great concept. I'd like to give the audience a chance to know a little bit about you. How did you come to this topic? Usually it has something to do with our own personal journeys. So I'd love to hear how that came to life for you in your life. There are many different threads, actually. Thank you for asking. Um, I was a child and I was both miserable and really connected to things and I couldn't understand why most of the people around me weren't happier and having more fun and more deliciousness than I could see. Everybody seemed very serious. So um, <clears throat> I have always loved the life of the body. I spent a lot of time outdoors as a child and I would be in the garden and I would be connected to everything you know, the big sky above and the fields and the insects and the colorful flowers and out there in the garden, I could really be as big as I wanted in contact with all that absolute deliciousness. So it's always been, I guess, my passion to live it fully and to share it with others because we don't live in a world that encourages us to be happy, let alone lit up by pleasure. Exactly. And it must have been so interesting for you as a child to negotiate that gap. I know for me and some of the traumas that I experienced, I just shut down the body. That was my easiest way to handle the disconnect between what I knew and what I felt and experienced and what was affirmed for me from the outside world. And when that is never in alignment, it can become very stressful and especially for a little girl. So I would have my moments where I would go into all my senses, but I was always alone for that. And then when I was around others, my defense mechanism became disconnecting from the body, especially when sexual trauma came in. I'm sure you hear this a lot, but I feel like there is a lot of that coming to light now with what's happening on our planet. And that makes this book even more timely than ever. You start out the book talking about how we all begin a mess. Do you want to speak to that for a moment? Well, you, as you were talking, I was thinking how we're all expected to be so together. You know, the social media and we're supposed to be normal and functioning. And actually, most of us are hurting. Most of us are traumatized. Most of us are inside having a difficult time pretending best we can. Right. That we're fully functioning. It's and we true. Live and we live in a world, of course, that is now increasingly fast. And there's a lot of stress that goes with meeting the deadlines, juggling all the balls. And so on and so forth. I mean, we know what times we are living through. Yes. And, you know, I've, I've asked people, how are you doing? And I you know, the answer is always fine, right? When they're, they're, when they're not embodied, it's, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then they keep going along their way. And I've noticed if there's anyone asking how I am and I come back with anything other than fine, I mean, I'm not going to launch into my deepest, darkest drama, but if I come back with something other than fine, that's more present and aware, it's met with confusion 
And then they either go on their way, you know, or, or, or whatever. It's like people, they really don't even want to know, or it's just a, a formality. And I'm curious how you see that we can shift in our daily lives, even as we go to work, as we go out into the world, into being a more present, aware person, because that is one of the medicines, the seven medicines that you speak about in the book. How do you see we can subtly begin to do that and, and break out of these rote patterns of, how are you? I'm fine. It's a great question. And of course, we are in our stress and in our speed, so used to relating to other people as objects, as tools that will satisfy us, you know, then we can carry on. So the answer is, of course, to begin to slow down, to begin to really care about the other. So healing, as we know, comes through relationship. It comes through being really seen and really heard and really understood. That comes with presence. It comes with time. It comes with depth. But in our daily lives, we can really care. Even, for example, as we're rushing past a homeless person, we can take a second to really look at them and see them and even feel them to acknowledge their existence as we continue on our way. Even as you say that, I, I know even for me personally, there's times I don't feel able to do that because I feel, I, I keenly feel, I'm so empathic. I can really feel how they are. And especially if they're medicated, I feel like I'm feeling how you are more than you're feeling how you are. And it can be difficult to connect in with people in that way. What do we do with that uncomfortableness? <laughs> I think nothing here is black or white. Even when we talk about being embodied, it's not a state that we either are embodied or are not embodied. It's something that we all slip in and out of all of the time. And of course, some of us are more in contact with our sensuality and our body and some of us less. So in a way is kindness towards our humanness and the fact that there is no such thing as perfect and our sweet, kind, loving hearts would wish for all of us in the most ideal world to be able to greet each other with our fullest attention and to be there. And of course, we're all distracted by modernity, by the speed, by the stress. So I guess we need to be kind to ourselves in our imperfection, as well as kind to the others in theirs. We're all, all of us doing the very best that we can. That's such a powerful statement. And, and I believe that to be true. And some would argue it, but I don't think they're probably going to be listening to this podcast anyway. We tend to have an audience, all of us looking to be the best that we can be at this human experience and to fully acknowledge it and feel it and experience it. So talk a little bit about the seven medicines that can help us reconnect to the pleasure that we, we unconsciously block most of the time. Right. So I talk about the universe of deliciousness, which is the pleasure you've just alluded to, which yes. I describe as being all around us and inside us all of the time. And that it's potentially available for us to access in any moment and with every interaction. It's a realm that mystics have known throughout the centuries and across 
the globe. And it is freely available. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great fun, right? It is right here waiting for us. So um, I describe the journey from mess to magic into the universe of deliciousness through these seven medicines, these paradigm shifting medicines, which are slow body depth, pleasure, power and potency. And every time I say them, just the words, I go on a little journey and enjoy saying them and connect, if you like, with the essence of each of them. Yes. And the first one is slow, because how can we be more aware of anything if we don't slow down? And there will be people listening to this that are living a very fast life with with juggling children and jobs and homeownership and responsibilities. And how do we slow down in this world that has us going so fast? Well, we're not looking to slow down our bodies. We're looking to slow down our minds, our frantic nonstop minds. It doesn't actually mean that we move or act any slower. It does mean that we take what I call productive pauses. We interrupt our pattern of nonstop thinking so that our body and our mind can be connected, can be together in the same tempo. So it might be going for a walk, it might be stopping for a meditation, it might be just pausing in the middle of a task or pausing just before answering the telephone or the doorbell, it might be feeling your feet for a moment before replying to the email, it's coming back to self, to oneself. To the body. Yeah. Yes. I loved that about the book because I have been on this for 10 years, the last 10 years specifically, I've really been consciously coming back to my body and it is a journey. (laughs) It's a moment to moment journey. And for me, if I, and the way that I have disconnected from my body is getting lost in busyness, getting lost in career and success and all that. (laughs) So I want to give a shout out. We always, we kind of beat up technology a lot in the consciousness community about how technology, this technology, that setting an alarm on my phone has been a powerful way for me to acknowledge that an hour has passed. A little chime goes off. I drink my eight ounces of water. I stop. I feel my body. I check in. And then I'm so refreshed that whatever I was working on, I suddenly see in a different light. And so I'm able to then go in and be more productive, more present, more everything. So that's a, that's my little share for that about being present and slowing down. Wonderful. Yes. So speak to the next one. Let's see. I should have this open to the seven. I'm sure you know them in order by heart. I loved your book. I don't want you to think I didn't read it. I mean, it's, it's dog-eared. It's highlighted. <laughs> I absorbed this book. But I'd like to hear in your words rather than quote you out of the book, since I have you here a little about each of the seven. So depth is about realizing that there is so much more going on than we usually realize in our speed, in our quick snapshots. And that's true in every realm. So I invoke or refer to astrology and biology and neurology and (laughs) you know there is 
so much more in the air that we breathe than we can see than we can feel you know when we go into the details of anything we realize how rich it is and when we do that it brings us a kind of humility it takes us out of the arrogance of thinking that we know it all right and that's very good for us yes and for our work and our families and our friends and our relationships i agree you even speak throughout the book about the different things that we have just kind of discounted because we didn't understand them. The space inside the cells that is just empty space or, you know, the parts of the DNA that aren't activated yet. So they must not be doing anything. Well, well, it is all doing something. We just don't necessarily understand it yet. So sitting with those questions is profound, just allowing it to show us and to experience through the senses. And having respect for what we don't know, rather than needing to assert ourselves. Beautiful. Mm. So shall I carry on through these? Slow body. Oh, no, I got the order wrong. How hilarious. <laughs> I missed out body. Slow body depth. Pleasure. Slow body depth, relationship, pleasure, power and potency. So body, the medicine of body is as we said already, coming back to feeling, to noticing, to sensing this gorgeous three-dimensional flesh within which we are lucky enough to live. Who we are, who we really are is our body. We may have ideas about ourselves, but who we really are and how we live our lives, where our life takes place actually is in our body. It matters, it's essential, it's vital. And yet most of us walk around ignoring it. Again, in our busyness and in our trauma. So coming back to noticing is huge. And it makes me in this moment want to invite us, you know, just to feel our hands or, you know, our thighs or our upper backs or our mouths it doesn't matter but returning to the body repeatedly is wonderful and it's i just enjoyable. want to add in gratitude because so much it's you know wow why does this look like this and that's sagging and we got to lift this and fix that and and it's such a temple to be grateful for just the way it is it's carried us to this moment and continues to carry Yes, out of, from bodies we are born. We are body, absolutely. I passionately love the life of the body. <laughs> Slow body depth relationship, so from being a bit more embodied and a bit more open, we can connect with others more authentically. The truth is that we live in this great web of interconnection all the time, all of us. With our pets, with our gardens, with our neighbours, with our communities, as well as with our partners and our children and our parents 
and our colleagues. And every one of these relationships matter and impact us. And when they're not going well, we get upset, we hurt, we feel loss. And when we're in good relationship, it is satisfying and nourishing and rewarding. So we look at uh, relationship through quite a few different lenses at what makes a relationship be healthy and happy and the importance of attending to our relationships, not ignoring them, but taking care of them. We need to be good custodians of our relationships. And that's on many levels, right? Family, friendships, romantic partnerships, parents and children, um, all of the relationships that we have in our lives. Or are you speaking predominantly about romantic relationships at this time? I think every relationship matters. It's like we're in a web, like a spider's web, and we're connected to so many different people or elements or beings, and each one of those matters. Now, as I say that, I realize that can sound like overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, I just don't have the time <laughs> to attend to all of them. I, I think the point is that when we can bring ourselves most fully and calmly and steadily and lovingly to the relationship, it blossoms, whichever kind of relationship it is, because we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to be touched. We all want to be loved. And there's something about the honesty with ourselves that brings our relationships alight. Definitely. Thank you. There's loads more to say. It's great juicy territory. I know it is. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm mindful of the time of your podcast. No. So we'll move into, if you like, we'll move into pleasure. Ha! Ah, perhaps my favorite of all the medicines. And it's it's really about um switching on the sensuality, switching on our own sensuality, because there are so many sources of pleasure all of the time. And we also can choose to um, open to the pleasures, to receive them, to allow them to move through us. And or we can choose to push them away in our busyness. So there's an element of, of choice, of volition in there. So there's also opening up to our full sensual sensitivity. So again, when we're in rush mode, go-go mode, and just in our heads, in our to-do lists and our worries, it's much harder to feel the deliciousness in our knees or let alone genitals, right? So, um, and there is this wonderful sensuality that we are gifted with, that life contains, this universe of deliciousness that we can actually all access. 
in a way quite easily. And it can be a place to get lost in, can it not? <laughs> <laughs> I did actually spend most of my 20s lost in pleasure, but it was, it was not a healthy expression of it for me. It was an addictive type of behavior, but it was all about sensing more of what I wanted to sense more of in any way that I could and, and rejecting everything else. I think because I had closed down so young, when I opened up, it's like, oh, wow. what? A <laughs> so I went to the other extreme. I guess we tend to do that. And so it's finding a balance in, because as you say, it's always there for us to whatever degree we choose to embody it and be aware of it and still function in our daily lives and do the things. But one of the things that you talked about in the book that I've, I've heard a lot through the Buddhist community is there is a sensual pleasure to washing dishes and being fully yeah. present in that moment and feeling the soapy sudsy water and, and caressing the dishes. And I mean, anything that we do has an element of pleasure if we allow it to, or it exactly. can be drudgery. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Very well said. And your point about balance. Absolutely. You know, um, we all need to constantly rebalance ourselves, whoever we are. And I, um, you know, sometimes in the alternative communities, people say, oh, so-and-so's wonderful. There's an amazing teacher on meditation or um, um, plant medicine to take. And while it may be great for some people, it may not be great for other people. Yes. We're all different. And what we need to bring us back into the balance in all aspects and in all levels, but in terms of both functioning and pleasure, in terms of both enjoyment and efficiency. Yes. And that requires skill, actually, to be switched on to the spiritual journey, to, to, to not just uh, jump in and consume lots of so-called personal growth food so that we can mediate. Because what you've described and what we know from the journey, right, is that one goes through different phases. You explore this and then you realize that you need to balance it with a bit of that. Yes. There's no, you know one answer if you know it just isn't like that the journey itself actually is or can be the pleasure when we bring enough resource to our traumas then as we know the healing journey is exciting and delightful to become our real selves yes which takes us to <laughs> power and potency. Mm. So power is all about being authentic on a solid base. So um, it's about the power of really being aligned with self, with oneself, if you like, with one's destiny, with one's feelings, um, it's not about collapsing in a, in, a, in a puddle, necessarily. It's about building a strong ballast that can hold you. And I'm here, have got my hand on my belly, right? The belly center is one way to develop that. 
So we're most powerful when we're really, and you said it earlier, really ourselves. And of course, that's a tremendous privilege. And potential. I'm just pausing because because power is not power over others, as it's often thought about. Yes. It is absolutely the power of, of being. And um, potential. Potential is mysterious. We've already spoken about balance. And in a way, it is about really balancing ourselves again and again and again and again and again and again on all levels and in all aspects, balancing our own bodies, balancing our relationships. I mean, I think I talk about integrative technologies. Yes. It's very touching to really be from deep ourselves. In the end, it's about kindness, kindness to ourselves and kindness to others, because we're also judged and judging. And when we are able to release that and be how we are, there is, and that's no small thing, it might be a short sentence to say, there is delightful freedom and deliciousness and of course everybody's potential is utterly unique and everybody's path to finding it actually is unique and I offer a few well quite a lot of suggestions of ways to get there and when I was writing the book I knew this I knew the first six medicines really clearly but the seventh potency I really had to reach for so it was quite a delight for me to discover all that I discovered about potency. Does something in particular stand out you'd like to share? I think that I've said it already. And at least in talking about it and invoking it, there's a quality of stillness that's here that wasn't earlier in our conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So perhaps peace might be a useful word to describe that state. Yes, I love it. Thank you for taking us through these. They're all fabulous. And as I was listening to you and I was re remembering back through all the things that you said in the book, I have so many highlighted quotes and I've been posting about you on my social media and I, you really have a way of painting pictures with your words that is delicious. So thank you for that. Thank um, you. It, it just comes to me that, you know, it's, this is not a straight line. None of it is. No healing is, whether it's to healing through pleasure, healing through anything. This isn't a straight line from A to Z. We, we go mess and then we go healing and then we go mess and then we go healing and there's so many different aspects to us and to our lives and to 
growth and potential that this is really all just kind of more of a a stew that we're in and then we just alter the ingredients to the moment right <laughs> because it's all in there all the time yeah um it takes care it takes care to create a good life there's a danger in all the personal development work of becoming if you like self-obsessed and it can be a phase that we go through and my experience is that the journey and everybody's journey is different because everybody's coming from a different place and wanting to reach a different place but the journey has many twists and turns and many potholes and many being lost and having to be found yet again and it does require constant care if you like constant love genuine self-love not in a selfish way not in i'm gonna get something instead of you but in i'm worthy i'm a value I deserve to enjoy my life and I have something of value to contribute to life. And I think that when we do our best to live as well as we can with all the ingredients as you just described, the benefit is not just for us, there is this ripple out effect for those around us and for the earth and the globe as a whole it's not just an individual journey and of course the more and more of us that are if you like bothering hopefully the more beautiful and peaceful our world will become and i do see that it already is i don't see that on on media i don't turn on my television and see that i feel that in my heart i see that when i step out my door i feel that in the energy of the world Yes, there's a lot of muck rising to the surface, but there is also a lot of beauty and love and joy and awakening and consciousness rising to the surface. And there's delicious books like this one and delicious, you know, people like you to help us say, oh yeah, there's another way to do this. There is a delicious way to do this and enjoy and embody what we came here to do. And that's, that's the joy. Yes, yes, yes. And obviously you and your podcast and your words and your work is also contribution co-creating in service love I believe in us I believe in people I think we're all fantastic I think a lot of poo goes down but I think we are all fantastic and it's one of the reasons I wrote the book, right, is because I think that with the right source resources, we can all heal. And we are doing it. We are. Collectively, individually, yes. collectively, and globally. I agree. So what if we want to learn more? What if we want to play with you more in this? Oh, please. <laughs> How can Love you do that? playing. <laughs> I missed your question in my excitement about playing. Yes. 
how can we do that? You in, you in London and me in the U.S. and listeners all over the world, how can we connect with you and play more and learn more about this? You know, the usual, my website, universeofdeliciousness.com, do sign up, do explore, do play. I am teaching in Greece in the summer, probably in Spain in the autumn. I am teaching in London, in North London, and I will also be setting up online teaching the healing power of pleasure. Hmm. And I do very much. Oh, I've forgotten, of course, individual sessions. I work with people individually in this room and also online. And um, yeah, I always talk about work, this kind of work as being play. It's not work. It's not really a workshop. It's not serious. And it is serious. And it is some of the best fun. I love playing, holy play. Yes. With all the people and all the world. Fabulous. And I'm on social media too, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, I'm so grateful that we were able to connect. Inner Traditions and Bear Publishing have sent me some fabulous guests like you, and I'm so grateful for Manzanita and everyone there that, that sends me these fabulous books and guests so that I get to connect and play with you. And I will definitely be exploring your website further. I like to close the show by asking my guests if if you have a parting thought after everything that we've explored today. Just love, really. Love, sunshine, water, earth, bodies, gratitude, appreciation, humility, deliciousness, abundance, co-creation. Mm. I felt my body opening with every word you said. <laughs> It has been this whole show. So thank you. You're, you're a very bright light. Thank you for what you do for sharing with us. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought of the show at journeyofpossibilities.com. And we will see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.